Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. I'm going to make a bold statement. There is nothing to fix. And then I'm going to say, nothing is ever broken. And I can hear you saying, what are you talking about? There's all kinds of stuff that's broken. But what if I said, nothing is broken It's just simply the way it is right now, but maybe you don't like it and you want to change it. Because really, it's a matter of perspective. But before I get too deeply into that, I want to talk about how I came to this topic today. You may have noticed that there was a week gap between episodes. And what happened was last week, I had a topic in mind. I felt good about the topic. But I wasn't feeling very well. I wasn't sick, but I wasn't feeling great. And I sat down to record it and nothing would come. I mean, I just, I had no energy. And so I really didn't have much choice but to just not have a podcast for that week. And I felt good about that because I was taking care of myself. I wasn't going to be able to force it anyway, and it would have been awful anyway. So it was a good thing to just, you know, let a week go by. So I mentioned this to someone and I said, I just didn't get a podcast that week, this week. And the person said, well, good for you. Good for you taking care of yourself. And then they launched into all the different ways that I could make the podcast easier for myself. I didn't ask for this information, but they started solving my problem for me by telling me I could get more people to interview, I could get international or nationally known people to interview, I could do this and I could do that and I could take things from here and I could take things from there. And by the time they were done, I was laughing in my head, looking at all of the extra work I could go to to make the podcast easier for me. And I was laughing in my head. And I understood that this person was really trying to help. But I was also watching them try to fix something that A, wasn't theirs, and B, wasn't something that I needed fixing. I had solved the issue by not doing a podcast. So I walked away laughing from that. You know, it was like, they really care about me and they were trying to help. And the more I listened to them, the more I realized that at some point they went off of probably trying to help and make it easier for me into their own vision of what the podcast could be. And I explained to people that this podcast is not one where I'm going to interview a lot of people and I'm not going to invite someone on the show so that they can sell their book or whatever it is they're selling. That is, there's other places for that. This is... 20 minutes or so of just something to think about and some way to look inside yourself. Really, it was actually a good conversation because it helped me focus even a little bit more on what the intention of this podcast is, and it helped me articulate it a little bit better. Okay, so I motor on for a couple days, and I then had another conversation with actually someone who was involved with the podcast, and I we were talking about it, and there was a person who was just standing there kind of, you know, eavesdropping, not in a rude way, they just happened to be standing there, and that person said, oh, you could do this, you could invite every quarter, you could invite a nationally known person who's got a book, and started in and launched this whole vision of a podcast that that isn't even close to what I am doing here. 
And I listened, and this person made it even more complicated than the first person, all in the name of trying to help me make it easier. And so I listened for a while, and I was just laughing in my head. And I said, well, you know, it's a lot more work to be going out and finding people and lining them up. And uh, we will never have people, you know, I explained again, I, this isn't where we're going to be selling anything. This is just a quiet moment with someone talking about their thoughts, about spirituality, about metaphysics, to give you something to think about, you know, for a day or two. That's all it was. So I walked away from both of these with, thank you for caring about me, but there's nothing to fix. In this case, there was absolutely nothing broken or, or, or to fix. I just didn't have the energy to sit here and talk for 30 minutes one day. Well, actually, it was two days. The fact that they wanted to help me was really sweet. The fact that they felt like they needed to fix something, even though I hadn't asked for help or I hadn't asked for fixing, says a lot about them. And it was their way of getting out of what I guess they perceived as my pain. I wasn't in pain about missing one podcast. I was just talking about it to say, hey, so that you know, the recording didn't happen and we'll just pick up next week. It was really very simple and straightforward. You might be wondering why I'm making such a big deal of this. And the reason I am is that what was really going on there was the people I was talking to somehow must have felt like I was in some sort of emotional pain over the situation. And that perception of my pain was painful to them. And so they were trying to alleviate their own discomfort. Does that make sense? I hope it does. And you might see it in yourself or you might see it in people around you going around trying to fix situations because they perceive other people as being uncomfortable, but what's really going on is you're uncomfortable and you want to get out of that discomfort, and so you try to fix things. I don't know about other countries, but here in the United States, we are taught that being in pain is not okay. If you just look at the ads for pain relievers or the pain reliever industry in the United States, you will see that we have, um, well, we have the regular pain reliever, then we have the extra strength, and then we have the extra, extra strength, and then we have the new and improved, because heaven forfend anybody be in pain. Now, yes, there are people who have legitimate physical pain that needs to be relieved. The thing is, is if I'm just a little bit uncomfortable what I'm talking about here is mental, emotional, psychic, um, spiritual pain. And that can't be relieved by anything from the outer. And we can't fix it for other people. I started out by saying that nothing is broken, that there is nothing to fix. And I can imagine that you might be thinking, well, look at the world and look at this and, and look at this relationship I've got or look at this thing that's going on with work. They're broken. They're not broken. They're simply in a state that you don't like. They're simply in a dysfunctional state. If you can change your perspective, step back and look at it and say, this is just the way things are right now. Don't mistake me here. I'm not saying that it's okay. I'm not saying that you should just throw up your hands and accept it and live with it. What I'm saying is that when you can take that step back 
and say, okay, this is how it is right now. And then it's simply a question of asking yourself, do I like this or do I not like this? Am I in emotional, psychic, spiritual pain because of the way things are right this very moment? Or am I okay with it? And even if you're okay with it, you might still decide that you want to make changes to whatever the situation is, whatever the circumstance is. But if you look at it as broken, as you look at it as something that needs to be fixed, you lose the advantage of looking for good in a situation. Now, I know that I've talked about this before, but maybe you've wondered, how do you look for good in a situation? Well, first of all, you would say, you wouldn't, you wouldn't judge it. You wouldn't say this is broken because something is broken. The implication is that it's bad or wrong. Truly, anything that's going on just is, and we assign our emotions to it. We assign our feelings to it. We judge it. We put names to it. It's like the people that I talked to who got into the fix-it mode, that my comment triggered something in them. And they were telling me what they would do or what they thought was important or what they thought could alleviate my inability to do one simple podcast. None of what they said showed an understanding or a connection with my reality. They were talking about their reality. The one thing that I did get out of it, of course, is that they did care and they were trying to help. But we need to understand that helping other people is not necessarily the very best thing that we can do, partly because if we're coming from a perspective of there's something wrong here and you need to be fixed, look at all the judgment that we that's piling on the other person. You need to be fixed. You're doing this wrong. There's so much judgment there and it's your own it's our own judgment. It's not about the other person at all. It's the stuff that we're laying on them. And you may have had that same experience for yourself where someone comes along and says, "You know, you're doing it wrong." Let's fix this. This thing in your life is broken. We've all had situations with family. We've all had situations with just maybe being in the kitchen and doing something and someone else comes in and says, let's do it this way. And they try to fix whatever you're doing and you were fine. You were just absolutely fine. And someone comes along to do the fixy thing. Thank you for caring about me. Now, please go deal with your own life and I'll deal with my own life and everything will be fine. Because in the end, Life is just happening. We are the ones who are assigning the good and the bad to it. We're the ones who are assigning pain or not pain to it. It's when we can rise above the seeing things as bad or wrong and simply saying, hey, that makes me uncomfortable. I don't like this. What can I do different? How can I shift the circumstances? How can I make things be different? And yeah, you might decide that they're going to be better but if you really just look, try to stay in neutral, I guess that's what I'm saying. The more you can stay in neutral and simply see things as they are. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not uncomfortable, okay? It doesn't mean that you don't want to run screaming out of the room sometimes. It does mean that once you've had your emotional reaction to it, you can take that step back and look at things as they are. 
without all of your emotions overlaying everything. And then make some decisions and some choices to do something different. Now, there are situations where you can't change a circumstance. If someone is terminally ill, if there's a divorce going on, um, you know, if there's something going on at work, maybe they're doing layoffs or something, you can't change that. But you can change how you are dealing with it. You can change your perspective on it. You can look at it as being broken. Or you can look at it as, all right, here we are, how am I going to draw upon my inner spiritual wisdom to deal with this in the highest way possible? Because if you can get there, things will be so much better. You will still have the emotional pain of someone passing away. You will have the, or whatever that supposedly negative shift in your life is. That's normal, and it's very important to allow yourself to have the feelings. And this brings up another thing. It's like, I'm sad today. I'm really ticked off at what's going on. Whatever it is you're saying is, then you decide that you're broken. You decide that you have to fix that. Whereas the reality is it is extremely healthy to allow yourself to have your feelings. It's so important to feel your feelings, to allow yourself to be in that emotional, psychological pain for a while. If you can allow that to happen a few times, you will find out that you won't die from it. It's extremely uncomfortable. But when you allow yourself to feel your feelings, that intense emotion will dissipate. You will calm down and you'll start to get a different perspective. If you don't let yourself feel those feelings and you try to motor through, have a stiff upper lip or, you know, set your jaw, you'll internalize it and most likely go about trying to fix things from a point of frustration or anger or resentment. And when you're coming from the perspective of resentment and anger and fear, things actually escalate. There's no way to make the situation less painful, less annoying when you're in that particular frame of mind. Because all you can see is the brokenness. All you can see is what needs to be fixed. And I get it that the really big things in life do look like they're broken and it's not easy to change the way you see that. But it can be done when you take the time to do it. Now I've talked about how it would be for your own life, but we do this to other people all the time. I probably do it to my husband when we're in the kitchen and he's doing something and he's not doing it quite the way I would do. And I don't nag him, but I just kind of go, would you like some help? (laughs) And usually he does. When we were younger, not so much, but these days he's kind of happy for whatever help that comes along. And I'm not really a fixer type person. I'm really capable of sitting with a person and letting them work their own stuff out and letting them talk about it and not trying to just go in and say, hey, let's make this better. But 
because I'm human, there are times when I will want to step in. And I find myself in many situations just crossing my arms and standing there, kind of biting my tongue, working through just letting something be. Because I will say nothing is broken. Now this nothing is broken, by the way, came to me when I was in a deep meditation. I was actually in a class or in a discussion group. And someone was, had poured out a family story. And it wasn't a counseling situation. There were other people in the room. So I just said, let's go into meditation. And so I started talking them through a guided meditation. And what came out of my mouth without my thinking about it at all was nothing is broken. It's a situation. A situation can be approached from many different perspectives. So the question is, is what perspective do you want to approach it from? That's what it all comes down to. I know it's particularly hard for parents to stand back and watch their child fumble through something. And it doesn't seem to matter whether the child is three or 43 or 53. The parental nature is just there wanting the child to to be happy, or sometimes it's just wanting the child to do it your way because they're your kid and you taught them how to do stuff and they should be doing it the way you want them to. None of it's really anybody's business but theirs. And if you really step back and think about it from that angle is how much do you want other people interfering in your life? How, and then how much do you want to interfere in other people's lives? Because in a way, Trying to help somebody if they have not asked you to help them means that you are seeing something as broken and you're seeing them as not adequate to do what they need to do. And it probably means that you're engaging in a, an episode of the Ain't It Awfuls. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, you might want to go back and, and pick that one up. Things are as they are, period what we do about them, how we react to them or respond to them is totally and completely up to us. And that is the spiritual aspect of this whole conversation. It may not seem or feel like it, but we do live in an orderly universe and things do work their way out. And sometimes we have to walk through what we would call hell to get to the other side. Sometimes it's just a wonderful little trip down the daisy-lined path. Either way, it's up to us to determine how we're going to travel that path. Are we going to go within, trust our intuition, trust spirit, trust really good advisors around us, not the people who are trying to fix it, but the people who can help give you perspective or simply be willing to stand by you while you work it out yourself. What a gift those people give us if they are willing to do that. And what a gift we give to others when we are willing to either sit with them or give them good solid advice, but not try to fix it for them. Not project that idea that something is wrong or bad or broken, and I'm going to fix it for you. I'm going to get you out of pain because I'm in pain. Being uncomfortable is not only normal and natural, it's actually necessary for us to make progress, to make those changes in our lives that we want 
to make our lives better, to become more comfortable in our own spirituality, because that is the crux of the matter, is understanding that we are spiritual beings, we are walking around in bodies, and we are meant to fully live in the material world. We are not meant to get rid of the material world and live in la-la land. We are meant to integrate our spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, psychological aspects. We are meant to be fully integrated beings, and we are meant to be in balance. So maybe another way of looking at things, if you feel like something needs to, quote, be fixed, or if you see another person that you think needs to be fixed, is that they're simply out of balance. I'm out of balance today. Oh, okay, what can I do to get back in balance? Sometimes that it it seems like a very extreme out of balance. Well, if you hang in long enough and do your work and do your inner work, your meditation or your quiet time or your writing or whatever it is you do to reconnect with spirit, it will become easier to work through the difficult aspects of your life. Life is not perfect. It's never going to be perfect, but it's also not broken and it doesn't need to be fixed. You don't need to be fixed. Other people don't need to be fixed. What we all need is to remember. Remember to stop. Remember to go within. Remember to look away from the perceived awfulness and back into your heart, into that place that this world has never touched, that inner sanctum of you where the one source and you are continually intermingling and bubbling up out into the world. And when you can get back to that place, when you realize who you are in the moment, and you only have to realize it for a moment, don't feel like you have to realize that all the time because you can't, you'd be too spaced out. But realizing where you come from, who you really are, and see the world as something that has lots of circumstances, but those circumstances don't have to run you. They may derail you for a little bit. They may trip you up. They may make you uncomfortable. But remember this, no circumstance is permanent. And the only thing we can really count on is change. And when we get comfortable with that, when we understand that change will happen, we can become less uncomfortable because we know that we're not stuck where we are. And again, we may feel stuck for a while, but knowing that there is this place within us that has never been touched by the outside world, I know I'm repeating myself, but this is important to be able to go into that space, into that quiet space within and rely on that. When things seem most tumultuous, when they seem the most out of control, if you can take a few moments to touch that space, because that one moment of connection can override hours and days and weeks and months of discomfort. It's amazing how it happens, and I encourage you to try that. I also encourage you to take time this week to look at what do you try to fix, or who do you try to fix, or why do you think you need fixing, 
and practice saying nothing is broken. And I mean, say that even if you're not in the middle of a situation, just make it a mantra a few days and say, nothing is broken, nothing is broken, nothing is broken, and see what happens. See if that alleviates any kind of inner stress or pressure. and See what that feels like. See how it changes your perspective and experience the feeling of oneness, the feeling of being safe in the inner sanctum of your own soul. I wish you a wonderful, beautiful week. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.